Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio, chipping away at the work week, sitting at home yesterday in the afternoon. I think I was actually outside playing with my kid, and I got the uh, announcement that, you know, Andy Reid's holding a press conference, and then I see a list of all the injured players, and I'm like, oh, my God. But for the most part, it didn't seem like anything was serious. It was kind of like a maintenance type thing. Well, no injury is a good thing, of course, but there are various degrees of impact, and none of these, as you mentioned, Mike, appears to be really at the top level of impact. Richie James, probably the most serious of all, and he may not play. He has an MCL injury, and you don't want to fool around with those knee injuries. They, they can manifest themselves into quite a level of difficulty. He has that. Isaiah Pacheco has a shoulder contusion. Kadarius Stoney has a sprained toe. Nick Bolton, a sprained ankle. And Willie Gay, a quad contusion. All of whom, except for perhaps Richie James, are expected to play. The Chiefs are only an 11.5-point favorite in this game over the Chicago Bears. 11.5 points, that's in the NFL, that is, that's a lot. And Kansas City, well, we won't get into predictions yet, but they are playing the late afternoon game at Arrowhead, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be loud, and uh, it was one of the tickets that was probably one of the most sought-after games this year because it's not very often the Chicago Bears come to Arrowhead Stadium, so I'm sure a lot of Bears fans were happy for a while that this was going to happen until Monday when they read about their defensive coordinator's home being raided by the FBI. And then yesterday, the head coach resigned, and uh, it's it's not looking good in Chicago. The head defensive coach yes. resigned. That's Alan Williams. And he desi- or resigned, I should say, because of health reasons and family issues. Now, the health reasons, that's understand family issues. That's another story. But at this juncture of the season to suddenly step down, as the head defensive coach, that's, uh, that's a little bit on the surprising side to me anyway. Not reading anything into it, but Alan Williams never really played pro football as such. He's a really good running back at the College of William & Mary. And I think many here are probably not familiar with William & Mary. It's in Williamsburg, Virginia, and it's one of the top academic colleges in America. It is also, unbeknownst to many, the second oldest university in the country. Harvard's the oldest and William & Mary is the second oldest. This guy, Alan Williams, has a heck of an intellectual pedigree about him, but it hasn't manifested itself into football, although he's been a coach in the NFL for about 20 years now. He suddenly is, they are coachless. The head coach is going to take over as the defensive coordinator, but still, 11 and a half points speaks for itself. Crazy story, man. Crazy story. And uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. It's about as crazy as my fantasy football season has gone so far. <laughs> um, actually, one of the guys that's 2-0 has got four dudes on the IR list. How do you explain that? I don't know. Luck, fantasy football. Do you think the Angels superstar is going to be playing next season? Yeah, I think he'll play, but really one half of him will play. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, Shoyu Tani, who you're talking about, the superstar from Japan and really one of the top players, if not the top Major League Baseball player in the game right now for the Los Angeles Angels, has undergone surgery on his elbow. And this is to repair a torn ulnar collateral ligament. You know, he's both a pitcher and a hitter. This is this is the first time this has really happened with this kind of a, a, a impact on baseball since Babe Ruth, a pitcher and a hitter. Well, he can play both ways and did. Big-time pitcher, ERA of over three-point, which is great. And he, what, had 44 home runs before he shut down the season the other day for the surgery. Okay, will he play? The doctors say yes. He can play as a designated hitter. 
That's all. He can't throw the ball, can't play in the outfield, and he certainly can't pitch. While this injury, it takes about a year for the the replacement that they put in there, the replacement ligament to heal and attach itself, about a year of stretching and exercise and so forth. But it does not involve long-distance throwing and constant pitching at a high level. So that that part of it is out, but he can be a designated hitter, and that's pretty good. Now, Otani becomes a free agent. At the end of the, when the World Series is over, he'll put himself on the market. And he's in a place right now where he could command Patrick Mahomes type salary. Oh, hell yeah, he I is could. that good a player. Big kid, he's six five and just hits the devil out of the ball and a pretty good teammate. They like him. Yeah, and he's got a good baseball mind. Oh, gosh, that's yeah. that's that's really what it all comes down to. And it, it shows when the guy can pitch, field, but do you think this surgery is gonna affect the value? I don't think it will. Because it is, it's reparable. He's going to be allegedly so back to 100%. New, and the fact of the matter remains that when you have that kind of positive thought from doctors, and he's he's a young guy, heck, he's what 29, 30 somewhere mm. around there, and still has many years of viability remaining. Hell yes, he'll get, uh, right, he'll get well, some money. Springfield Cardinals had to play an away game, game two of their series with Arkansas coming up tonight and there's no options for the Springfield Cardinals they have to win best of three and folks it's best of three for every level of minor league baseball that there is didn't used to be but when major league baseball took over control of the minor leagues which they did several years ago they mandated this policy hey it's great to play for championships but it's not the end to all means and uh, we're going to shorten it to the best of three okay so that's what it is at every level triple a double a single a and in the double-A category, that's where the Springbirds are playing the Arkansas Travelers. Took a day off yesterday, are down in Little Rock for a game tonight and tomorrow night, hopefully tomorrow night, because the Springbirds are behind one game to none, having lost on Tuesday night 3-1. to one. So there are no options. They have to win. And if the Springfield Cardinals emerge from Arkansas with a win, they would play home again on Sunday in the Texas League Championship Series. And the other two teams in there are Amarillo and San Antonio. So we'll see what happens, but the Springbirds have to win. uh, Have to. There's no option. They have to win tonight. Hopefully they can, man. It'd be a great ending to a season in which they were the only team in Missouri that was really doing anything. All right, now let's talk about the Big Birds. They've got, (laughs) what, nine games left now? About nine, yeah. How'd they do? Lost last night to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's closing in on the Central Division Championship now. Their magic number is four. That means any combination of Cubs losses and Brewers wins that total four, they're virtually in anyway, uh, would clinch for them the championship. Well, the Brewers won last night 8-2. to two. Uh, Mark Canna had a big night. One-time University of California star had three RBIs for the Brewers. and They, they can hit the ball. They're not a great hitting team, but they're pretty good, and they have a good pitching staff about them. Well, that series, it's a four-game series, ends this afternoon up at Bush Stadium. And it is a day game, and Miles Michaelis will be on the hill for St. Louis. It's a big outing for him because he hasn't pitched well in recent games. But we'll see what happens, and you're right, we're into the final two weeks of the season. Now, the Royals played yesterday afternoon up in Kansas City and belted the Cleveland Guardians 6-2. to That's 51 wins now for Kansas City. They're playing loose and free. <laughs> they don't have anything to play for, and Cleveland is very quickly fading into the sunset as far as the contender's concerned. 
All right, so we've got the home opener for the MSU Football Bears coming up on Saturday. I know if you look really hard, you might be able to find a Ned Reynolds at a tailgate somewhere, but don't look too hard. You don't have to. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> it is a 2 o'clock kickoff at the Plaster Sports Complex, and it is the home opener for a Missouri State team that is 0-2. Didn't really expect it to be 0-2, and that's not the way Ryan Beard, the first-year head coach, wanted to begin the season, but hey, it is what it is. Now the Bears are playing Utah Tech, and this is the final non-conference game on the the schedule. Utah Tech is the former Dixie State. The Bears played them in St. George, Utah two years ago and ran them out of the ballpark. That's a pretty good Bears team, a playoff team back then. And Jason Shelley, the quarterback, had a really big game. And the final, I think it was 54 to 20 or something like that, but the Bears handled this team pretty good. Well, they are no longer Dixie State. They're now called Utah Tech, and they will be here. Utah Tech is coming into Saturday's game off a win, and a very big win. They played in Flagstaff, Arizona, beat the University of Northern Arizona, and beat them big. And that's uh, certainly impetus for what they can do. They do have some talent. I think the Bears do, too. It'll be a 2 o'clock kickoff, Plaster Sports Complex. The tailgates begin a little bit before then. Yeah, what time, what time in the morning Ned's going to be showing up? Uh, I mean, early. Yeah, I know. Uh, just don't forget to text me this time. I'll walk over there. Um, yeah, you're right in the neighborhood. Hell yeah, it's my neighborhood. Uh, you can't be too down on the Bears, though. They had some really tough competition out of the gate this Well, first, first game was Kansas. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough team to beat. And the other one was Tennessee Martin, which is probably the odds-on favorite to win the Ohio Valley Conference this year, and they are good. And the Bears had them beaten and let, let it go. Yeah, away. that one could, was winnable, but again, those are tough hombres, so I wouldn't be too down on them. We'll, we'll definitely we'll know what kind of team we have after this set. We'll never That's get down. Sure. Yeah, never. well, you might be down on the ground after that tailgate, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Saturday's coming, Ned. You have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.